the B Plus Wrestling Podcast. You the moves. You might not be an A, but you are a B Plus. Check it out. Here we go. All right, ladies, gents, and non-binary friends, welcome to another B-plus podcast. I'm your host, Greg Unchained. Today is Friday. You know what that means. It's Aussie Grabs Day. It's our favorite day here at the B-plus podcast. Today, we sit down to take a look at what's happening in the world of Australian professional wrestling. We also like to speak to an Aussie grappler or grappler-adjacent person. This week, I'm talking to a grappler-adjacent person. I'm talking to Mr. Ben Anderson. He's one of the guys behind the video production uh, for... PWA overplay live streams and also just like the promos and things that they do. So we get to talk to him about all that fun stuff. Uh, now, normally I would do the little thing and I'd go through some news for the week, but I'm going to be honest, I'm coming off a bit of a wrestling hangover. I was at the Coliseum weekend, of course. Now I, I'm aware there's lots of like match announcements and things. Royce Chambers going to Riot City Wrestling, uh, Matt Diamond defending the middleweight title in Newcastle Pro against both of his Velocities teammates, Paris De Silva and Jude London. They're cashed in their gauntlet to get a shot at the Nui Pro middleweight title and, and you know, match announcements and all sorts of things happening. I'm aware that it's all happening, uh, but I'm, I'm still, yeah, I'm, I'm coming off a big, big hangover from the Coliseum weekend. You guys can go back in the archives and listen to our night one coverage, which also came live from the Fan Fest. We were talking to fans, we were talking to wrestlers, we talked to Orange Cassidy, Travis Banks, Ricky South, Davis Storm, Chris Basso, uh, Lux. We talked to everyone. We talked to the prefects, right? They said that James Adultman wasn't going to be there, that he was in Columbia doing a business. But James Adultman showed up, and you best believe I popped like a motherfucker. You can also listen to our coverage of night two, which came a bit later than we expected because of flights and all that sort of fun stuff that we've had to deal with this week. But uh, so I'm, yeah, still dealing with that wrestling hangover. There's a lot going on in the world of Australian wrestling. Uh, get on to all your favorite promotions on Facebook to find out where they are this weekend. Get on to all your favorite promotions on Facebook to, you know, catch up with their promos and their match announcements and all that kind of thing. And I'll, I'll get back to my usual form next week, I promise you. But of course, the biggest story of the week, Matty fucking Wahlberg. He did it. The Matty Wahlberg era is here. He won Green Thunder. He won the sword. Uh, go back and listen to our coverage. The, that Coliseum weekend was immense. It was massive. It was intense. There was so much going on. Uh, and it's it's a wrestling weekend that's going to live with me forever. Uh, I felt like we were a part of history. I felt like it was a real coming out party for Australian professional wrestling. I think it was a celebration of Australian professional wrestling like we've never seen in this country. And, uh, you know, I got emotional at the end of it. It was it was hard to come to come home. It was good to come home. Uh, but it was also it was hard to leave Max Watts. I won't say it was hard to come home. It was hard to leave Max Watts, uh, and and I think I feel like it, it wasn't just me. There was a lot of people. Like uh, I was one of the first people out the door because I had two hours to travel to where I was staying, um, and and I didn't leave for quite a while after the show. Like there's the it, it, no one wanted to leave. No one wanted to leave. Everyone wanted that weekend to last forever. And uh, you can go catch it all on Overplay, little time capsule, relive it over and over again. I've watched the shows back and. Uh, they're phenomenal. You know, the commentary is great. You know, Chris Gale, Rose, they've really come into their own. Unsocial Jordan did a fantastic job filling in on night two. Uh, go watch these shows, man. If you were there, uh, sign up to Overplay anyway and go watch them again. And one of the guys who who makes all of that possible for us is 
Mr. Ben Anderson, Mr. Anderson. How did I not make a Ben Anderson joke? He's one of the unsung heroes of PWA. He's one of those guys that, uh, you know, holds together and makes sure the show is getting out there for, for everyone to see and that the promos are good enough to be going viral and getting noticed by other people and, uh, you know, making Australian wrestling great again. Is that a thing? Can we get that on a red hat? Maybe I'm kidding. Don't do that. Uh, anyway, let's have a listen to my chat with Ben Anderson and then I'll come back after the break. I don't have any notes for what's happening near you. So I don't know what I'm going to do after the break, but Hey, check out the interview. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey guys, just a reminder, if you want to hear all of these wonderful B-plus podcast episodes completely ad-free, make sure you head over to Patreon or Podbean, where we are the featured podcast this week. You can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month, up to $10 a month, where anything you want to help us with, it really helps out. It's going to help us grow the site. It's going to help us redesign some things. And everything that we get through this and through the advertising as well is all going straight back into the podcast so that we can get Aussie Graps out there for the rest of the world to hear about, for the rest of the world to see, so we can grow this mission of watch global, support local, and build indie wrestling. So if you want to be a part of that and get some really cool rewards like call-in shows, bonus episodes, ad-free like I mentioned, then head over to patreon.com slash the B plus and subscribe today. Hey everyone, just want to take a second to tell you about one of our new sponsors, Outbreak Nutrition. Outbreak Nutrition are creating supplements for survival, sharper minds, quicker reflexes, all the energy you need to take your performance to the next level, whether that be on the field, in the gym, on the gaming field. That's right, they have specifically designed gaming supplements as well to help you focus on those late night sessions. They even sell coffee, you guys, at Outbreak Nutrition. You can get coffee pods, you can get coffee beans, you can get supplements for the bedroom as well if you want to enhance your performance there. These are performance enhancing supplements for every aspect of your life, specifically designed by gamers for gamers to stay fit and healthy in the gym, to stay sharp and focused on the game, and to dominate in all areas of life. So check out OutbreakNutrition.com. And for being a listener of our podcast, they will give you 10% off your order when you enter the code B+. That is B-P-L-U-S at checkout. So make sure if you want to stay on top of your game, if you want to take your performance to the next level, OutbreakNutrition.com. Enter the code B+, at checkout. All right, my guest at this time, joining me all the way from Sydney by the magic of the internet, provided our dodgy Australian internet holds up. It's not just mine that's dodgy this time around. <laughs> ben Anderson, the PWA video guy. How the hell are you, man? Oh, I'm so good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm having a big uh, post-Coliseum coma at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. You looked very, very busy when I saw you over the weekend. Oh, yeah, you caught me during the fan day, hey? <laughs> yes, I did. I did, yeah. Oh, my God. I was running around doing 100 things at once then. Yeah, I think I think it was like right before the uh, the Conco and the Fudge live podcast that I that I saw you. And I was like, hey, it's Ben. And, and you were like, oh, man, I have no idea. Everything's crazy right now. <laughs> was, you were all over the place. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wanted to chat for longer, but I was... Um... I was neck deep in neck deep in concrete and the fudge and filming that and trying to get that working. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine because I, I saw you and Video Boy Jacks both running around like crazy all day. Mm. Uh, the mm. glue that's holding the place together. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, we we do try. Uh, Jack, Jax is definitely yeah. a stickier glue than I, but, uh, <laughs> but he does well. <laughs> something, uh, something that I want to talk to you about. Like, uh, I'm sure you are, but I just I need to ask: Are you aware that you look exactly like Weird Al Yankovic? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I is, I, it, is it an intentional thing? No. It. What? Well, well, I. I guess I had I had much longer hair when I was younger, and then I cut it to this length, and because it's so curly, it's just naturally formed that shape. And I recently got a hair product that kind of keeps it down because it's quite frizzy. And then I had someone call me that about yeah. three years ago. I had a filmmaker guy call me that. Um, he called me Weird Al Yankovic, and, which I thought was quite funny because I was like 18 at the time. And ever since then, yeah, I get it. I get it a fair bit. I mean, I've had recently, had, I had Rory. Rory didn't refer to me as Ben the entire Coliseum weekend. He, uh, Rory Gulak, sorry. He, he referred to me as um, Weird. And he'd walk up to me and go, yeah. Weird, and then high five me. Um, yeah, I've had, um, I've had Mike Quackenbush. <laughs> Um, yell it down a table at Grilled, offering me zucchini chips. He's like, "Where it out? Do you want some chips?" And I'm like, "Christ, all right." <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. Oh man, that must be amazing, though, right? Like a uh, Mike Quackenbush uh, offering oh. you chips. But you know, I mean, he's referring to you as Weird Al. But I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that Mike Quackenbush would be a Weird Al fan. Oh, one hundred. He seems like the kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Are you I a mean... Weird Al fan? I am. Um, I only the hits. Uh, I got to say, I'm not not deep into the Weird Al. I should be though. I was about year six. I was a, I was yeah. a peak Weird Al fan. It's weird how things kind of come together like this. I guess uh, <laughs> how um, you end up looking <laughs> like someone that you were a fan of when you were six. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I got told over the weekend that I looked like uh, Bray Wyatt. Ah. And also Jonathan Davies from Corn, and and I think I think that's just that they're the only two white people that this guy knew yeah. with dreads. Yeah, I, I, w- I was going to go the Corn reference as well. Uh, how? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> when when I first got them done, I had them like they they were starting to look a bit thicker, and I was like, no, I want them I, I want them thinner than that. I don't want to look like Jonathan mm. Davies. Like that <laughs> that was my reference point as well. I was like, I want them thinner than Jonathan I, um, Davies. Uh, but anyway, let's let's get to the people. Are, people are going to be like, Who, "What are all these references?" Let's let's get to the wrestling. Right, we're here to talk wrestling. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I assume I assume you've been a wrestling fan since well before you got involved with the with the local scene. Absolutely, would I be correct. right? <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So, what's your? I like to ask the wrestlers. I'm going to ask you the same thing. What's your earliest memory of wrestling, and what really drew you uh, to this weird, wacky, wonderful oh world my God. of wrestling? Um... I think it was my mate around the corner who had WrestleMania 21 on DVD, and it was WrestleMania. I think that's WrestleMania goes Hollywood, if I'm if I'm correct. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah and I believe so. I don't know. I was a big I was a big Jackie Chan fan when I was a kid, and just that really heightened action cinema sort of thing was my whole jam. And yeah, and then someone it was always it was. I find a lot of people. It's in Australia. It's the friend who had Foxtel that introduced them to wrestling, and um, that is exactly what happened to me. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, it just blew me away. I saw Rob Van Dam. That's just that's just Jackie Chan in 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 tights, isn't it? It's just the same thing. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and then I got pretty deep into it. Um, at the time, I couldn't watch anything above PG rating because uh, the family didn't want me to. <laughs> 
get exposed to anything too violent. So right. I stayed I stayed pretty on the on the I had I had this one stone cold DVD that was just a PG rated sort of semi doc on him, um, which I'd watch on repeat over and over again. And then as soon as I hit an age where it was acceptable by my parents to watch uh, fifteen plus stuff, I dove headfirst into ECW, and it's like changed me. <laughs> <laughs> I love ECW. <laughs> I love ECW so much. Um, yeah, and then and then naturally that sort of just watching that stuff uh, led me to finding out that there was local content, and then I saw a PWA match that ended in a um, ended in a I think it was Hartley Jackson or Ryan Eagles, one of the two of them going through a, a table covered in thumbtacks, and I was just like, I'm in heaven. This is and it's local. And then so you you were all yeah, in at that point. It just changed me again, and I was just like. Yeah, and then I went to all these PWA shows when I was a kid. It's just this long trajectory of just watching wrestling. But yeah, it was mental. <laughs> so what was it? What was it that? What was it that drew you to ECW specifically? Do you think? I really like it when a table breaks. That sounds really odd, but I just love a table spot. And they had like seven hundred a show. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, I don't know. I okay. just I was a fan of the of the hardcore wrestling and the atmosphere. I could see the atmosphere there. Um, and it was sort of, I don't know, the thing the thing about wrestling that I love is that when I sit down to watch it, I feel like I could see anything. And I think it's something that I'm sort of lacking from the main product of the last, you know, 10, 15 years or however long it's been since I've been a kid because I kind of know how it works. But mm. I just I just like the idea yeah. of going, I could see anything right now. And um, ECW had the same feeling as WWE in that regard where I'm like, I could see anything. I could see Eight people jump in the ring, smash each other over the head with guitars. I think I saw one match where um, Two Color Scorpio took someone's prosthetic limb from the crowd yes. and beat someone over the head with it. And I'm like, this is just utterly nuts. <laughs> and I cannot get enough of it. It's so bizarre. It's so, um, I mean, like, I'm not a fan of the um, sort of the sexual ob- objectification that it has, especially when you look back at it. Um, those company, that company really did go hard on that sort of thing but everything else oh yeah when you get to when you get to like the tommy dreamer francine yes. all, all that stuff yeah um, raven and and uh even even i i what i did like was the the sandman stuff with raven yes um, but but they did they always got real iffy when they got people's wives in. yeah they really did i mean they've got a woman named woman and i think that's quite telling yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Raven, Raven with Raven, it kind of worked because he was like a cult leader ish kind of vibe to him. Yeah, like he felt like he had that presence and he could change people like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it kind of worked. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like it did seem like women were kind of property yeah. in his but, but in <laughs> saying in saying that, I do adore the match. Um, oh God, I've got, totally blanked on a name. Um, but the uh, late Tommy, the girl that was with Tommy Dreamer and that Bill Alfonso match. Where Bill Alfonso just bled everywhere. I can't remember what uh, it was. Francine. Yeah, it was Francine, Francine. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where she just yeah. beat the piss out of him. The <laughs> I'm like, that was really cool because that, yeah. you know, like they weren't afraid to do intergender stuff, and that's that's why I love PWA as well. Is they're not afraid to do that, and I think that's the right direction. Um, opposed to pretending that two people can't fight each other because of their gender. I think that's just a bit silly <laughs> in this crazy world that we live in. Yeah, well, especially in, in in like a wrestling a wrestling context, it's uh, I mean the whole idea is this is a sports yeah. show, right? Even though we know it's actually a show about mm. a sports show, 
uh, you know, when you're watching it, the the action in the ring, that's two competitors who have signed a contract uh, yes, to compete yeah. in this match. Yeah. And so everything that happens in there is yeah, consensual violence. So what's where's the problem? I don't understand where the problem yeah. lay. Yeah. A hundred a hundred percent. And it's sort of um I think it's just sort of a a knee jerk reaction to um to something that is that is slightly topical when you see it in the ring. It, but but I think what needs to change that is the fact that more of it, you know, more of this idea of of intergender wrestling because it's all it is is a knee jerk reaction, I think. To being like that can't happen because yeah. society tells me that that's really bad, you know. But it's a different world wrestling. It's always it's a different plane of existence. We're not living on. <laughs> We're not, you know, this isn't real life. It lives in that space between real life and fiction. That's yeah. also why I love it. But it's it's not real. <laughs> it it is in an interesting space. It's weird though. I was so I was watching back Coliseum with a non wrestling fan. Uh, and she was very excited with the Shazza McKenzie, uh, you know, in the number one contendership match. Yes. Um, and, and, and Shazza doing her, her whole spots and she's hitting the Rana and stuff. And she was very excited. But then when Marcus cool, just cold clocked her, mm. she was like, oh, that ain't yeah. right. And, uh, and it was just interesting to see that reaction because it is, I think it is, it's just a, it's a gut, it is gut reaction to like, oh, you like, you don't want to see mm. that in public you don't want to see that but like it's this is this is theater, oh 100 and also like i think um you see worse 100%. on tv and Sha- also i think it's just one of those things where shazza isn't the tallest as well um but like if you cold clock steph for example mm. example i feel like the reaction would yeah. be slightly different but shazza is as strong as anyone there um and she's going to prove that as well <laughs> i'm yeah. sure you know she's yeah yeah she's she's got She's got UG coming up, and that's. I think that match will make some people very uncomfortable. Oh yeah, but um, but it's 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 a match that needs to happen, um, and I cannot wait. I have I have no oh, idea what's going to happen, but it's going to be mental. <laughs> yeah, well, huge Shazza McKenzie fan here. She's my personal favorite Australian professional oh, wow. wrestler. You'll appreciate this because you you just said you were at you were at a show way back when with uh, Ryan Eagles and. And uh, Hartley Jackson, right? So you're talking about the era of PWA where I was still local to Sydney and I was going to shows. But uh, when Shazza McKenzie was the leader of the Pink Nation. Uh, yes. Yeah, I feel you. Did you, did did, you witness uh, those years? She was yeah. just a bad bitch. And, I, and, and I, that's when I became the biggest Shazza oh, McKenzie awesome. fan ever. Yeah, no, she's she's probably one, hour, one of our absolute best. Um, she And she's just... So dynamic in what she can do as well. Um, you know, I w- I wouldn't be surprised if some if she lifted up. You know what I mean? Like I I I can. She's one of the people in our company where, like I said, I can watch <laughs> one of her matches and go, I have no idea what I'm about to see. I could see anything. You know what I mean? Um, I really love her work. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, how did you become affiliated with PWA and, and New South Wales wrestling in general? Like, how how did you make that transition from okay, I'm a fan of wrestling, and then I'm a fan of local wrestling after seeing Ryan Eagles? Which you know, how can you not be after seeing Ryan Eagles? He was fantastic. You know, how do you <laughs> yeah, how do you transition from that fan space into getting involved with the scene? Well, uh, I, I went to a film school uh, in, in Moore Park, funny, funnily enough, um, right next to Max Watts now, um, the Australian Film, Television and Radio, Radio School. And we 
had a documentary that we had to do for uh, ABC. It was for ABC Arts. Um, and I sort of just thought about wrestling again. And I'm like, that, that, that thing that I kind of, you know, I really love, it is an art form. And um, pitched, it into the, pitched it to them in such a way. Uh, and they liked it. They liked the idea enough for me to go make it. They didn't end up taking it. But um, that would have been probably two, three years ago now. This documentary came around where I went and filmed with uh, PWA. I asked a few of the local feds um, and I got, sort of just was wondering where PWA were since I'd last watched them, you know, because I watched them probably from 2010 to 2012 um, and then I grew up in inverted commas and then ended up um, sort of just not knowing about what they were doing, not hearing anything from them. Um, and then, yeah, basically I was like, where are they? And it was the show before the Osprey show, the first one, at Rudy Hill RSL, we went and filmed right. this documentary and I just sort of just fell in love with these people all over again. Um, but in a different way because I was behind the behind the curtain and I don't know. Well, I guess I guess also from filmmaking and, and working with some, you know, working in a certain way, I've learned to be incredibly professional in the way I conduct myself. So I've, I've never really fanboyed since I started since I've started being affiliated with them. Um, but basically, yeah, I just did this doco and then right. I... Um, yeah. I was, you know, I was careful and I was sort of having my moments like, oh, my God, it's Robbie Eagles. My best friend used to pretend to be Robbie Eagles on the trampoline and I used to pretend to be Matt Diamond, but we're going to get past this. I'm going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, Diamond, Matt Diamond knows that I've got his, um, I've got his first ever signed um, 8x10 as well in my bedside drawer somewhere. I sent him a photo of it. It's so bizarre. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, but I, yeah I, I did this documentary. And there was sort of, I wasn't sure about something in it. So I, um, I ended up messaging Big Fudge um, on his personal account. No, not his personal account, his, face, his character account. Um, and just had to clarify right. some stuff with him yeah. before releasing this documentary. And then um, at the end of the message said, uh, do you ever need any promos done? Because I was just sort of like, I don't know, I'd just been hit with this adrenaline rush of just passion needing to, I'm like, wow, I need to like, help you know in whatever way i can and I, I know film and i just want to help and i want to do what i can um i said if you need help with, with the promo let me know and he's like actually <laughs> i've got this this uh <laughs> this rumble coming up <laughs> for newcastle Pro wrestling um where i want to do a promo to win a win an award because i think they had um this award that would go around at the time for whoever did the best promo for the new pro rumble um and he asked me to do it. And so then we did the Ricky right. South uh, Big Fudge date promo. That was the first thing going yeah, going on a date. And so that was going the first thing we ever yeah. did. Yeah. Um, I, we filmed it in a restaurant out near my way and um, got kicked out because we were in there for ages. And I didn't realize the lady that was running the thing had been there since 6 a.m. And it, I only said we'd be there for a few hours, but it turned to like five. It was just mental. <laughs> but we we, but we we finished that and then we sent it off and it just became oh, wow. you know i think they got, got like five thousand views or something ridiculous in like three days which was like unheard of for wrestling uh, for local wrestling at the time um so yeah we just did we just did yeah we did that and uh and then i did yeah. a few more fudge promos yeah oh yeah it um so it won the award so won much the award? that uh i think i think fudge told me that only two other people submitted <laughs> promos because they all just didn't want to try because they knew they weren't going to win. <laughs> uh, so we, no, we kind of, we kind of <laughs> well, killed that's it. Not, that's not the right way to go. But no, that's, see, the thing is too, 
Yeah, the thing is too, fudge has such um, massive appeal. Like I know a lot of people in the UK uh, who have oh, really? been big fudge fans for a long time. Uh, and I don't, I can never tell if it's completely honest or if it's ironic yeah, a little, but-, but then I'm like, fudge is ironic a little. So, you know, whatever. I'm sure if he has yeah. fans that are <laughs> ironic fudge fans, that's actually ironic. true fan. I don't know. It's very meta, but <laughs> I, I know he's, he's big in the UK. I don't know how he hasn't gone there yet. Oh, that's amazing. Really? I had no idea. I think there's the, yeah, yeah. Well, when I say big, when I say big, I know some people who do podcasts over there and stuff, and so they they watch like a lot of things, just like I watch a lot of things. And and yeah, he's a little bit of a cult hero. That's over awesome. There to, the, to like a, at least a select That's few. That's really really cool. But they've shown people. Is that um is is the guy who runs Botchamania from the UK? Because um, I'm not sure to be honest ah. with you. I have no idea where. Well, he was he worked with Cultaholic for a while, right? Yeah, I so think he, he must is. be. Yeah, because um, yeah, we 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 did our intro for that and the guy loved it as well. So, I mean, like, I wonder if that's how some people might've seen it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he's getting across there. But oh, that's, right. that's the bit really... with the ice cream truck too, yeah, right? Yeah. Where Jordan gets, on social Jordan gets hit by the, um, yeah. By the truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, I think it was a matter of, um, like, I think they first discovered him when they watched some Osprey shows over here. Ah, of course. That makes total sense. Right, and so because they're UK guys, and so they follow Osprey, and yeah, and and it was it was one of those things like they just instantly fell in love with Fudge and his whole shtick. And so when you go and upload this hilarious date uh, documentary mm-hmm. or uh, promo, sorry, when you upload this date promo, it's going to get views from all over the place because it's just genuinely funny. Uh, oh, he and Ricky you. had really good chemistry. Oh, they that. did. That was so fun, and like, I think that was the first time I'd ever properly met Ricky. Because I, I quickly met him during the doco, but that was the first time I properly met him. Um, and that was just yeah. a dream. Like, that was honestly just so much fun to do. And then, you know, I've, I've always got time for a Fudge promo, no matter how busy I get. And that's why I think I've done the most promos with Fudge. We've done crazy things. We've gone to Canberra. <laughs> we spent a night in Canberra just to film him outside of Parliament House and got, like, you know, hounded by the AFP. While we've, you know destroyed things for, for so you actually you actually got approached by the afp we did because um we're meant to get they, they we were meant to get filming permits i do understand that and we sort of ran out of time to get them so but i know that it's it's okay right. for the public to film out the front on a certain part and we and and we did the right thing we called um <laughs> the morning of um just to say hey look so um we're gonna be filming something there um there's gonna be a guy with a sign uh, approaching Parliament House. Oh, by the way, he has a mask. Um, we promise it's not a threat. And they're like, okay, hang on. Yeah. And I'm like, he's a children's character. He's got a chocolate bar <laughs> coming out of his forehead. We promise it's okay. And they're like, all right, we'll let the AFP know. I'll let you in a little secret here. They didn't let the AFP know <laughs> at all. Um, so we got there and there were right. two women with massive machine guns and we walked straight up to them and we're like, hey, look, we're about to film this thing now. We've called before is it all right? And they're like, yeah. And then they were on the phone. They're like, okay, you can't film here. You can film down there. And I'm like, okay, cool. And they're like, can we see the mask? And we're like, yeah, here it is. Um, and then we go and film on this hill down the down the road and no one's communicated to each other. So we had cars stop constantly while we're filming because he's holding up a sign in front of the, you know, dude with a mask holding up a sign Yeah, in front of this, in front of front of the nation's capital. In front of uh, parliament. Yeah, and- just... And in front of Parliament House, and um, oh, sorry, I got my phone ringing now. Give it a second, I'll let that ring out. Yeah, can you hear that? Yeah, I can. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> oh, we'll wait for it. We'll wait for it to finish. 
these things happen. Who has a home phone these days? Gosh, these things, who are you? I know, I know, I I know. I mean, I, li- I live in the past. You know, we only we're only just on ADSL. Okay, we're good. Um, yeah. So so yeah, the AFP sort of in the roaming cars obviously hadn't heard what was going on. So they've been driving around the block and seen us, and then popped out, and they're like, "What are you guys doing?" And we told them, and then we're like, "It got to the point where it became routine explaining what we were doing." Like, yes, we've called before. Oh, and they're like, oh, yeah, no worries, no worries. And then they turn around and walk away. But like for that first five seconds when they walk up with a semi-holster pistol, it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, this is going to be fun. Um, <laughs> <so> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's you got yeah. to be careful <laughs> with that kind of thing. We do got to be Because he was making political statements, you know? right? Because that was when he was doing the vote for fudge for sanitation. That's a, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, and, <laughs> so, you know, it was kind, so like, what's it was going kind of scary. Here? Yeah, no, hundred percent. This, you know, and we're same same thing at the um at the uh, protest as well, um because that we we took a wrong turn and accidentally saw this giant protest and managed to find a Greens MP in seeing the protest, um, just <laughs> just being to say to their face that he's going to dump all the garbage in the ocean. Like we we we're, we're lucky, we, you know, we were quite lucky that no one really didn't take any offence to what we we're doing. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you, you let everyone know before you rolled, right? He's a he's a satirical character. Like, not, this isn't sometimes actually what he believes. Sometimes, sometimes, not all. No, the you want to you let them know after, right? So you can get the real reaction. Yeah, the real reaction is what you're there for. I mean, um, yeah, and that was a crazy, crazy, crazy like little protest. And there was like this time because I think some people knew who we were, but half the protest didn't. So I think. Um, I, I'm right. pretty sure I put the shot in where it's panning across from the from the van to Fudge, and you just hear one person go, "Is he one of ours?" <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, he's not. He absolutely, <laughs> is not. <laughs> is he one of ours? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's so good. Every every Fudge, every Fudge promo <laughs> is a dream to do, and I have so much fun doing them. Um, so maybe one day we'll end up in prison. I'm not sure yet. I have to ask you about the body swap. Oh, yes. That was great fun. Um, I didn't know that I was doing that until about 10 minutes before we did it. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was at the gym for something else. Right. No, that was great fun. That was so much fun. That was such a fun <laughs> promo to do. Um, Mad, Maddie, Maddie and Fudge are absolutely incredible to work with. Um, I've yeah, never... I was going to say that. I imagine Maddie would be a, a good one to work with as well. Oh, he's incredible. Like that doco was just some of my best work because because of Maddie. Um, just because he's just you you move around him and he does he makes the movie for you essentially. It's incredible. Um you know, yeah, no, but that body swap promo was so much fun and just a I, I don't know, I the thing the thing I love about wrestling versus doing, you know, like proper short film shoots, um is that Wrestling is so improvisation. Improv. I don't know how to say that. It's it's improvisational. surrounded by improv. Improv improvisational. It's totally in there the moment, go. and so that goes to like not only the performance itself, but the fact that you make up a promo <laughs> the night of. You know what I mean? As long as I've got my camera and my lights and my sound, we make something. You know, and we don't often arrive knowing what it's going to be, and. Um, that was one of those nights where we just sort of had fun, made this thing that was just so funny. Uh, you know, like I'm telling, I'm telling uh, Maddie to just drive his car into a bin for me. You know, like, <laughs> because I think it would be funny. <laughs> but yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then it was, it was, it was funny. Yeah, 
<laughs> you know, they're um, yeah, no, those sorts of things are so much fun. And then just you know, sitting down, editing them, putting them all together, knowing exactly what I want to make out of it is usually a good thing as well with those guys. Um, and they give you references when you when you're parroting something, it's so easy because you just you know exactly what yeah. you've got to do. Um, yeah, and I don't know, just all those little things. It's so much, so much fun. The thing, the thing that I notice about them, uh, I mean, obviously their performances, right? Mm. Because uh, the the way they managed to get each other's mannerisms oh. down was just ridiculous. They were each they other. Were. It was they insane. Were. It was shoot. I'm not <laughs> like Mick, Mick Moretti does no <laughs> magic, and that was shoot. Um, he does no magic. Uh, so it was a, a straight up shoot. So that's why it was so. That's good. why it was so good. But, but, no, but I, what I want to say is the the editing obviously is fantastic because you don't notice it oh right? yeah thank you like you don't you don't sometimes sometimes when you're watching like local promos and stuff you very much notice like hokey cuts yeah. and fades and you know yeah i've i've actually legitimately seen ones with the star one, oh my right? god like sign <laughs> me up for that promotion so <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, so when, when I don't notice the editing and it's like, I'm just sitting here watching a really good YouTube video or a, a show or, or whatever, what have you, it's, uh, you know, you've done your job, man. And it, and it comes across and it lets the performances shine yeah, the way that's, that they that's do. That's the mantra that I live by. I think, you know, it's, there's lots of quotes out there that we, we heard during our time at, at film school, but it was the main one about editing that I took away is, is bad editing is editing that you notice. Um, you should, you should be the most, it's the most invisible part of the, filmmaking process um is you're manipulating a story but in a way that no one realizes um which is quite complex really in its own special way but that's that's really nice thank you because i'm i'm that's what i'm trying to do really is just make it totally streamlined yeah um so that you can just consume these promos in the best and most digestible way um most pleasant way to watch them usually um yeah and and you know the other the other I don't know how many people know I don't know how public uh, Jack Jordan's made it, but his editing is also incredible. Um, I think he's he does all the hype packages, uh, all of those sort of um, you know like like the like the Liger trailer and all that sort of stuff. That's what Jax does. Um, right. So the promos the promos are you, and the sort of the recap hype up music video y stuff is Jax. Is, is, is Jax? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mostly. Jax is starting to do quite a few of his own promos now, um, and he he completely did the uh, Coliseum documentary on his own. He wanted to give a documentary a crack, and I am like so jealous of how good it is. <laughs> like he gave that a crack. That was his first well, attempt that, at it. Yeah, he's he's hot on your heels, man, because that was a fantastic fucking doc. Yeah, it was amazing, and I mean, you know, he's um, yeah, he's 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 and he's completely self-taught, which is just disturbing at how good. <laughs> <laughs> goodies i cannot sing enough practice for jack jordan and that's what he's he's doing now he's, he's he's retired to do this um completely uh so so he did most of the promos for coliseum he did as well he filmed those like the sam osborne one um i held a light in that one i wasn't right <laughs> uh, but he did yeah most of the stuff is 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 um you know is jordan uh, he he often gets a lot of work um but yeah, it's basically the two of us that are doing it now, um, which is just phenomenal because he's oh, always. When you say he's entirely self-taught, I imagine he's been he's been under your wing a little though, right? Like you've you've been sort of working with him. 
uh, in the build up to him him starting to do more of this. I mean, stuff yes himself. and no. I mean, like I've never given him an editing tip in my life. I don't think he's the editing side of things is all him. Okay. I mean, little things here and there. I've given him like a couple little tips here and there, but only tiny things. He's totally just sort of. I think he's a kind of a, a bit of a deep end guy where he likes to just sort of dive in. And he's like, let's do this, you know, let's fucking do this. <laughs> he's always like that. Right. Um, and that yeah. is the best way to learn, I think. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess he's just sort of – because he shot, he shot episode two of the Matty Wahlberg documentary as well, um, which I think – because he added style to that right. that I then stole in the third episode. We, we, we barely communicated. He just took – you know, we were just both working together on it. Um, and he's like, all right, I'll add this cool cinematic match, you know, moment yeah. in the middle. And I'm like, all right, I'll do that in episode three then. Um, so I don't know. I just think he's very um, in tune with everything. And, you know, where, where he just he just is a hard learner. You know, he YouTubes everything. He learns everything um, himself. So, I mean, I'd, I'd love to give him everything I know. And he can give me stuff he knows because he knows a lot more than me about some certain things. Uh, <laughs> like I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't edit anywhere near as good as Jax does with that, with his style. I can't do hype videos like he does. Like with the, with the, like the fast paced, like yeah. action music video type of thing. I have tried yeah. and I have failed. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's incredible. Right. Like I've gone, I've gone in and out of three years of study in, in the world of film. And there are people like, you know, there, there are people there who wouldn't be even as close to as good as Jax. And he didn't need any of that. Yeah. He didn't need any of that for a second. Um, so yeah. that's that's amazing. It is incredible. That's, that's good. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because because I look at things and I, I think uh, you know PWA, uh, not just with their wrestlers, but also with with you guys behind the camera and whatnot. They need to have succession plans because uh, your know, eyes are on PWA, yeah. and we know the OTT video guy who, uh, who you had a bit of a you you've been having a bit of a low key feud yeah. with, right? And and uh, <laughs> he. he, he yeah. He he got signed, so it's only a matter of time, as far as we can tell. Yeah, we should be setting up people, I guess. I mean, JT says that a lot to me. He's like, you know, I need to be able. JT's like, I need to be able to do your job, especially with the live streams. Otherwise, um, we're not going to have anyone in a year. And I'm like, that's really sweet. But I mean, like, it is, I it is really cool because I sort of took yeah. take a risk this year, um, choosing wrestling over filmmaking. I sort of had a moment where I chose to. It was it was either my graduation sort of careers day or going to wrestlemania for free uh <laughs> i chose to go to wrestlemania for free which As is a no-brainer yeah. um and then i was like and, and part of that decision was like all right i'm gonna take wrestling seriously now and like i'm gonna put my head into this um and yeah and then since then now since that decision i've worked for new japan and i've worked for wwe which is just mental um yeah. okay i knew just... about the new japan one i i knew that you worked for yeah. new japan you did the the video with with robbie and and will yes right? yes that was so much yeah. fun <laughs> what 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 did you do with wwe uh only, only something little but um just uh the wwe rep noticed he he paid close attention to the maddie doco um he was a big fan uh and just said that uh if if i wanted to if if i had my crew and they wanted to film a pr tour so when mark henry came down um to to, to, right. promote, to promote wwe live we followed him around for two days which i mean it's not like a promo or anything but it's just kind of nice 
no, to no. get that acknowledgement, which is really cool. Um, I think, and and it well, means you've got it, it, somewhere. I presume you've got a paycheck with WWE written on it. Uh, yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> more, more the more the reps, uh, more the reps uh, company. I, I was contracted to the reps company, but, but he technically oh, is right, yeah, so it's it's yeah. sort of a daisy chain. But I mean, but, like, it, yeah, but, but still, but still yeah, down the chain, it is it yeah. is really cool. Um, and you know, and, and it opens a door, which is really fantastic. Um, you know, and and you know, and Jax is starting to get work from other companies as well. He's also getting work from New Japan. Um, he's done work for Chikara before as well, um, which is just fantastic. So um we we are getting work elsewhere um e- even promotions around the the country as well like epw have offered work up um mcw i've now done a few promos for them but but through our local girls um with kingsley yeah. and xena but <laughs> yeah right you did the the lux at the airport did, one yes. right <laughs> also great fun i feel like that's a recurring oh. theme oh, oh so fucking good <laughs> that, was, that was really good that was really good fun <laughs> They um that one took me a while actually just to get right like three days or something I think I delivered that quite a few days late but I was like you know what got to make it look nice <laughs> got to emulate got to emulate border border security yeah yeah make sure it looks like the show but do you consider yourself more a uh, comedy director like the stuff that you do with Fudge the stuff that you've done with Lux or whatever or because like the the stuff that you've done with Maddie other than the body swap with wrestling go the stuff that you've done with maddie has has been or, or with ricky for example has been uh far more dramatic yeah i i don't know I, I feel like i'm a bit more of a i don't know entrepreneurial i can with with my genre i can do one here and one there um but i definitely lean towards comedy more i always have uh sort of in my home in terms of telling stories uh but ah. Uh, I mean, Ricky's promo sort of wrote itself where he had it ready to go and I just captured a performance and then tried a couple things around it. When when I can feel the mood of something, I try yeah. and emulate it as best as possible. And if it feels dramatic, then I can try my best. Um, I am definitely trying to lean more into drama as of late because I think that's more fun. But I, I, I'm a big fan of documentary as well. Um, that's why that's why I just had such a joy doing Robbie's and, and Maddie's. Is just I love just capturing things in front of me. Um, and and uh i've done i've done a i've done i've technically done a feature film that's a documentary as well um that sort of before i did wrestling um that went to a few festivals it was really really like that opened my eyes because i only did it as a favor for a friend and then you know like a a, a friend that i work really well with but i'd never really done doco before i did that and i'm like wow this is so fun you know (laughs) this is just really really cool yeah well i'm i'm a big Mm. fan of the documentary style and so to see more of the documentary style seeping into wrestling, yeah. because I'm a big fan of wrestling, uh, you know, it makes me really happy. Like even um, who who are some of your influences? Oh, in with, film? With what you do. Or you in- <laughs> God, um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, in, in film, in wrestling, in whatever, like what, you know, stylistically, where do you draw from when you're, when you're putting these things together? Like oh, the God. Google report or, you know. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Is, is yeah, it I all over the place? It is all over the place. It is, I'll be honest with you. It is all over the place. There's a bit of here, a bit of there. I, I, I can look at things and steal from them. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I've always, all my sort of influences are very drama focused. Like there's a filmmaker called Denis Villeneuve yeah. who's, uh, he did Arrival and he did the latest Blade Runner and I just adore him and I adore, adore their camera work, um, that cinematographer. Um, I don't know. It's it's, right. it's a bit of it's a bit of here, a bit of there. It's a bit of everything. Um, but documentary wise, it's funny you say that. I 
I saw this doco ages ago and it was just really cheaply filmed and I think it was about Sandman, about the um the wrestler and it was the the moment he right. found out Eddie Guerrero had died. And it's probably my favorite piece of documentary ever okay. because it just He's I, I, I like very fly on the wall documentary stuff where you I just I don't exist in the documentary where I'm not asking questions. I'm, it's all the mm-hmm. it's all the subject doing all the talking. Um and yeah, it was just this and, and, and letting people just speak. Um like WWE twenty four did one where Dean Ambrose was like, I'm not you're not gonna get you you're not gonna get you, you know, your little snippet out of me. I'm not gonna say what you want me to say. And the documentary crew didn't say anything for like a minute. And so then Dean Ambrose just kept talking. Like and then started saying what they wanted to say. It's just fascinating to watch people sort of right dig down and and when the camera's on them just to say what they're feeling. Um, yeah, and it was this doc of Sandman where he just yeah um, found out Eddie had died and then had to go do a match and then it's just him standing on the you know it's this match in a, like a school gym hall in the middle of nowhere in front of like fifty people and he's just sitting there on the apron just in tears just but waiting to be tagged in and then still wrestling. And then he just goes backstage and then he's just like talking to himself and then crying and it's just incredible. Um, and it doesn't look or sound too remarkable, but the emotion's there. And I think that's just sort of the power of documentary, I guess. It's just it doesn't matter how it may look or sound. As long as as long as you can feel it, right. that's all that matters. So whereas whereas with a promo you're specifically editing to manipulate the emotion with with documentary you're wanting to just capture the emotion that's happening. Yeah, and I mean there is a level of manipulation. Um, oh, the, yeah, I guess. everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, because you are you are you are taking things. Um, you know, like a, 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 an adage that people say who do documentary filmmaking is you your final draft of the script and you know you write the documentary in the edit um, because you've got footage of three days of just people doing stuff, but then you find your narrative, you know, um, the narrative of episode three of the Maddie Wahlberg documentary was entirely made up in the edit. Um, because it was, I mean, we had the central thing of if he, this is his last match before caveman Ugg. If he loses it, he's not going to be in a good headspace. That was the story. But then, you know, I did two separate interviews with him and Carter Deems. And then that opened up a new can of worms where I could intercut those together. And then that tells a story. Um, you know, the yeah. injury that was brought up, you know, where he sort of hurt his leg in episode two, then that gets worse in episode three. That comes up, you know, all those little things. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely much more manipulation in, in the promo element where you're getting the cinematic song to bring everyone, you know, to their, you know, goosebumps and all that sort of business. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, the the Matty Wahlberg um, the 21st century success mm. story documentary. Like I'm, I'm already seeing that that's been an influence on the local scene, like other promotions <laughs> releasing, yeah. um, you know, similar style, mm. right? Like similar things that they want to do. Um, even like a little twist on it. Like there was, I think it was AW. No, it might've mm. been pro wrestling league, pro wrestling league released one recently with Todd Eastman, who's that. their general manager. Yeah. And they're I like following that. him around in the car yeah and and he's like you know people think this about being a general mm. manager but it's actually the mm. and it was, yeah. i liked no, no. it you know i love that shit i love well i think the documentary what's um, sort of the gold mine that we discovered with that because the only reference that i had that i was given and i love it when i get references from people because i know what i'm emulating um was the ufc style of documentary 
um, where they follow fighters around leading up yeah. to a fight. It was very apparent. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think what that does, sort of what we discovered that did, is it legitimizes it in a new way, um, you know, where it doesn't, it 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 feels, it, feel, it feels, you know, wrestling feels real again when you do stuff like that um, because... Because we yeah. all know of the facade. So doing that makes it exist in this new plane between reality and fiction where you get to see process, you get to see mindset, you get to see all the things that are real inside the, uh, the, the, you know, the world that is, in inverted commas, fake, um, that is a performance. You, know, you see all the things that do make a person the way they are um, and what they stand for and, all, and you know, all that sort of stuff. That's the real stuff and that's why we're there. Yeah. Yeah. And that that specifically that three part docu docuseries with with Maddie, that created such a big fight feel for mm. for the Wahlberg versus Ugg match, which was one of the first Overplay live streams, I think, which we're gonna talk about in a second. Um because because I remember sitting down to watch that and, and I was it was still new. I was like, Oh, I'm watching PWA live again, even though I'm in mm. another state. This is fucking magical. And it had a real big fight feel because of that docuseries. And that big fight feel carried all the way through to Coliseum. I purchased a ticket. I flew up. Yeah. You know? That's amazing. <laughs> it carried all the way through to Coliseum mm. from this little three part series that you guys did. How like do you ever sit back and look at it and go, oh man, like this journey happened in part because of of, of that work? Uh, I I have. I've had people say things to me and it, it, it's it's so nice. It really is. It's just, it's really special. And, and that that's that series is always going to have a special place in my life no matter where I am or what I'm doing. Just because it, it was the moment when, because I was filming some more stuff for it just in case I did another one um, at the show. And I walked out from backstage and the show had started and the Wahlberg chants were just deafening. And I was like, you know, and and, and I was like, mm. this, something's changed here. <laughs> and um, yeah, and Maddie just said, you know, Maddie said some really kind things um, to me before and after the show, just saying this is this is partly because of you. And that really just warmed my heart <laughs> it was really really nice just because and you know and it was just incredible that we you know we we turned three quarters of the crowd against the biggest face in the company with a documentary series where he doesn't win a match yeah and that's mental to me there is no there is yeah. no victory in that series at all and Yet the crowd just felt that he could do, you know, the, the crowd was so certain that he was going to win, you know, and it's amazing. It's amazing what we can do. Yeah. And it took Maddie from, it took Maddie from this, uh, you know, like the journey he went on throughout it, it, it took him from being just the, the arrogant, cocky, mm. you know, prick athlete to, mm. th there was a real human under yeah. there, you know, when he was interacting with Robbie you know, and being like, I need to, I need to put that on, man, because if I don't, like, the whole, like, it, it, there was a real human oh. in there that people clearly connected to, um, and so, you know, it was, it, it's, it, it's still, like, it's probably one of my favorite things um, in Australian wrestling history that I'm aware of, uh, although Jax is close with that, with that documentary, man, because I really enjoyed that, the one before Coliseum, about the four <laughs> PWA He's on my tail, he's on my he's tail. He's on your tail, he wants it, he wants it bad. Hmm. 
He's I know, and he deserves it too. He does deserve it so much. Yeah, but yeah, no, I um, I see, I see what you're saying there, and, and it's um, I don't know, it's just really uh, filmmaking. Filmmaking and storytelling is empathy, and you hate what you don't empathize with, and you you love what you do empathize with in some way, shape, or form. And you know, heels that are two dimensional are so easy to hate, but as soon as you make one that is is in that third dimension, and it is a person that you understand in some way, um, they become far more interesting, whether you agree with them or not. It makes, it makes wrestling worth it. It makes, it makes storytelling worth it. You know, how many two dimensional bad guys have you seen in a James Bond film or a Marvel film? We haven't given two (laughs) shits about because you don't, you know, they're they're like, I'm going to destroy the world. It's like, but why, why are you going to destroy the world? I want to know why that is. What's made you this way. Um, That's, that's, it's just empathy. It's an empathy machine, and that's all you need to tell any story, um, which I find Absolutely. fascinating as well. It's it, yeah. it's it's all it was. Yeah, yeah. So who's your who's your favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe villain? Oh. I'm throw it out there. Will I get will will I get hate if I don't if I say I don't watch Marvel? <laughs> no, no. But there's a correct answer. There's a correct answer. But if you don't watch it, it's irrelevant. Um, the, did you I mean, did, did you watch the Netflix ones at all? Yes, I did. I did. I watched season one of Jessica Jones and I watched two seasons of Daredevil. Right, because the way they did Wilson Fisk in Daredevil. Yes, yes. Was fucking 100%. brilliant. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's well, what I you want to aim for. I, like, it's, I want more of that in wrestling. Same. It was the same thing with the Joker film. The reason why people have a problem with the fact that that film is, is violent and they say it glorifies violence is because it's a villain conducting those actions but you've gone through a journey of empathizing with him before he does it um and so that's because because people think that the film's trying to tell you that it's okay to do those things it's not he's a bad guy doing a horrible thing no um but you understand why yeah that's all the film is doing is telling you he's why you're not meant to agree with him you know it's it's the same thing and if anything it tells you to just be kinder to people in life in general it does it doesn't say this is okay it says this is so bad let's try not to have this yeah happen, i know guys. i know <laughs> this isn't call of duty you know oh my god yeah be excellent to mm. each other mm. uh, <laughs> but no so uh let's let, let's move along though we've got uh we've got to talk about overplay right because it's changing the game <laughs> Uh, and again, it's something else that all of a sudden, you know, PWA go on overplay and, uh, you know, other other Aussie promotions are, are trying live streams, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's here or there or wherever else. And it's it's really changed for me, for a guy in Adelaide, one of the forgotten states <laughs> almost, you know, um, it's really changed things. Like Because uh, I missed PWA too, like more than anything. Oh. I, I Like I left family and friends oh, and all sorts of things behind PWA. in Sydney when I moved to Adelaide. <laughs> I missed PWA so much because it's, for me, it's just the best wrestling in Australia. And so you guys bringing it to Overplay and going live, uh, how did that whole thing come about? Like, were you involved in, in it coming about or, and, and how stressful is it going live for the first time? <laughs> <laughs> like walk us through yeah, that right, first night. You're right, you're, right, you're right about the stress. Um, yeah. I mean, that all, that all came about when, I mean, I'd done, I've done, I'd done a bunch of promos for PWA at that point. That would have been, Christ, that would have been probably February where I got the first sort of inkling that this was going to happen, um, where the company sort of just came to me and was asking me, do I know anything about live streaming? Um, 
but they've put a, a substantial amount of trust in me, which is really, really sweet. Um, and yeah, they just sort of said, do you know how to stream? Could you do it? We're going to be going ahead with this. We just want to know that you can, you know, can we, can we do this together? And I'm like, look, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. Um, yeah. And so the own Jump in the deep it end. It was a deep end. It was a deep end day uh, all, all month, all year. Uh, <laughs> but basically, yeah, um, <laughs> this this live stream wouldn't have happened um, without some very particular people that I went to, to film school with, one of which in particular is Joshua Lee. Um, Mick Moretti actually did a post today about all of us, which was really sweet of him. Um, but, but yeah, Josh, Joshua Lee is a friend of mine that I went to film school with and he, I had, it was two weeks before the show and I still had no idea what to do live streaming wise. I happened to be in the area of Joshua Lee. I'm going to say his full name a hundred times. Um, and we got, I just said, I messaged him. I'm like, do you know live streaming? And I, do you want to get a coffee? And that was six months ago. And he obviously said yes. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and then he just sort yep. of ran me through the stream, you know, the process. Um, yeah, you know, and and him, him and his his girlfriend Alyssa um, is one, she's one of the camera operators. Josh Lee is one of our switches. Um, Elijah McKeo is one of our um, camera operators as well. These are all people from my film school, and um, very importantly, uh, a guy named Tamatia Kohu. He's from um, he's from New Zealand. He's also someone I went to film school with. He uh, works in Fox Studios and got us all of our cameras, um, which is just incredible because we we do not have much of a budget for this sort of thing. We you'd be surprised what we get away with for for no money. Um, yeah, and yeah, and he supplied all these cameras. It's all these things fell in place um, where people had you know they. Right time, yeah. We're all so all the these right friends place, right of mine just sort of banded to banded together for me because none of them watches watch wrestling. You know, the only person who's worked with me is uh, with wrestling before is Aiden Aiden Jessup. He's been on he's been working with me on wrestling promo since you know for two years. Um, and he does all the sound for the for the stream. He's on the sound mixing desk. Um, mm. All all of these people sort of came together at the time and and just all volunteered and just said let's do it and volunteered cameras gave us gear and they have been and it's just been such a big ask for them and they've all said yes so many times for me and i just i just it's incredible it's so so humbling to have them say yes to this sort of thing um yeah and night one the first ever night that we ever streamed was the first ever crowbar yeah. show um once upon a once upon a time at max watts was done by a different team which i um I sort of followed around and tried to learn live streaming off and then yeah. sort of took that knowledge to the next show. Um, and then we did Newcastle and then we did our first ever, All Eyes on Troy was our first Black yeah. Label show that we did. Right. So you had a few with like lesser cameras before you actually went into Max Watts with the full setup. Yeah, we did. We did. And, and, and it was good to do a green label show before we did the yeah. big one, just in case anything went wrong. And, you know, we had, we had cameras dis- disconnect. We've had, Cameras not matching color, you know, all these things that are still, you know, that happen is a bumpy road, and we are all learning together. And, um, but it's really hard, and it is very stressful. It was a very stressful time. That, that was one of my <laughs> Those big first questions. Few shows. Was but the thing, one of my big questions was whether the people who who you work with are people who watch wrestling as well, uh, because I think it's something. It's one of the main criticisms that's popped up online 
and and hopefully having heard you talk about it people can can understand like you guys are still learning and figuring this out as you go on the fly obviously they haven't mm. hired a professional like obviously you're a professional but they haven't you know we're we're learning this this yeah. is a new skill right uh but it is it is because some of the camera cuts and things like that some people online have taken exception to and stuff and it's one of those things where it's just like look it's still better than than most of kevin dunn's shots so yeah (laughs) yeah no that's um that's something we've been it's been good because we've used this six months to really take on a lot of feedback and try and switch the style a bit like we 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 definitely started our first few months we were definitely cutting six times more than we should have uh (laughs) and our lenses were much much closer than they should have been much too tight you know they weren't wide enough to show the full action and those sorts of things because we're coming from a drama documentary background so that's how we're filming it we're not filming it like wrestling i'll say this too uh watching watching coliseum back uh i felt like the sound mix Mm. it it became perfect at coliseum i I felt like it it was oh yeah oh yeah 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 because um I don't know, this might be a bit technical and boring. We bought these really cheap headsets for the commentary and we went through so much okay. trouble to get them because we are saving money. <laughs> and they are the worst thing in the world it's to the point where we have them boosted to 100% and they're still too quiet. So we have to drop everything else um, to to sort of compensate for that. So we, 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 comp- so right, we bought yeah. new ones for Coliseum and everyone, we've just been like, oh, my God, this is like I can breathe now. You know what I mean? I can hear the cheers. I can hear it, you know, because yeah. it's sort of like yeah, we've got all the mics in the right places. We, you know, we've got a ring mic. We've got a, we've got a one over the scaffold. We've got one. Yeah, we've got them on the cameras. We've got them everywhere. We should have them. Um, but now the commentators are in the atmosphere. You know, they're in, they're in the noise. They're, they're not above it anymore. They're, we can boost it up. It can sound amazing. Um so that's really good. I'm really glad to hear that because we've sort of been trying to get that the best we can. That that's good. So moving moving forward, it'll be it'll be more of the 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 sound mix. Like you guys have found oh, the right 100%. sound. Yeah, that sound. that that's is great. what it will be from now on. <laughs> no looking back. Yeah, that's good to hear. <laughs> no, definitely. So yeah, and and we've definitely slowed down our editing as well. Um, and tried to you do a lot of, but yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where I'm the only one there that sort of really watched wrestling. That's why I'm directing and behind the switcher, telling them what to cut to and trying to slow all this down and take on the feedback um, yeah, and know what's coming up because I've seen it. I know the language. I know that someone's going to jump over the top rope and all that sort of stuff because I've been – and not only have I watched wrestling, I've watched these shows for, for however long it's been, a couple of years. So, yeah, so you know their um, movesets and, and what's yeah, coming and yeah. potentially where they could be going. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But that's one of those things. And we haven't got the best communication system at, at the current time either, so we're all sort of guessing. It's a lot of guesswork, but um, – right. You know, I feel for what what we have, we're doing the we do the best we can with what we've got, and I feel for what we have. You know, we're doing bloody good, <laughs> bloody bloody good. Yeah, I'm and so I feel proud like it's getting head. better every show as well. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Coliseum was our best, without a doubt. Which is all you can ask for. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, yeah, which is yeah. I mean, you want it to be the best too because it had a lot of eyes on it. Did the mm. Coliseum show? Yeah, it is. yeah, hundred yeah. percent. We had yeah. I'd be interested to interested to hear the numbers that we got for that because I'm not too sure what we got yet online. Um, I didn't. I didn't pay attention to the. Um, I didn't pay attention to the socials too much because I was at the event. Yeah, uh, but. Like I, I fired off a few tweets or whatever, but did it trend? Because I remember break their backs and make them rumble mm. trended Australia. It did. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Did did Coliseum? I, I didn't actually check that. I don't know. Um, 
See, I'd hope so. I mean, it was two, two, three, two days in the one spot. I feel like we should have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was. I, f- I feel like I feel like the rumble trended though partly because of uh, James it... Adultman. Like everyone lost their ever loving mind over James Adultman on Twitter. Oh my god! Ex- explaining explaining <laughs> that to my camera crew was maybe my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> so here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that was. Um, yeah, even uh, amazing. Uh, with with mm. with that kind of thing, how much do you know ahead of time, or are you sort of sent out there with the idea, capture what happens, like just let it unfold? Before uh, you? Ooh, I'd say it's probably 80 percent in you know as it as it happens, and twenty percent the important stuff. <laughs> um, but yep. most match coverage, most match coverage, right. unless we know right. anything specific, we don't. We we just filming as it happens and that's i think that's sort of i don't know i don't know if knowing everything would be detrimental because i think it would there's that element of of with the camera work of just not knowing what's happening and i feel like that's part Mm. of the chaos of pro wrestling um part of getting that chaos across yeah yeah i know and there was some there was some stuff you know that happened at coliseum that i was just blown away by camera wise like there was this one shot pretty sure it was night two um, where uh, Tama Tamatia, my camera, one of our camera operators, um, framed up on Orange Cassidy's orange juice, put it in the foreground while Orange Cassidy was in the background, and Orange Cassidy stood up and turned and looked at the orange juice and walked towards it. And I'm standing here at switch desk, like, oh my god, he's going towards it. Oh my god, don't 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 miss the shot. <laughs> he's actually going up to the juice. <laughs> And he picked it up yeah. and drank from it. And that, like you know, we got this perfect. I know. And we, and I had no idea that that was happening at all. It was just an absolute fluke, but it was incredible, you know? Um, That's so good. Yeah, but we're only... Because I saw you guys. I was on the stage. You were, I that's right. stage seats. Yes. And... Uh, and it was it was interesting because I would I would occasionally look away from the action, just look over and see. And and it was it's it's really chaotic watching you guys do what you're doing. Um, and JT as well. You mentioned JT saying that he yeah. he should learn how to do what you do just in because in a year you're not going to be there. <laughs> how JT could do more than what he already does? Oh, impossible. I don't because I was watching him. He was he was sitting there at the timekeeper's desk, like just, just commands constantly. Like while the action's happening, your ring crew are having to make sure that they're holding this beer yeah, or doing that thing or putting the stairs back. Like it was, it was incredible. I'm also in his ear as well. So, <laughs> so it's whatever he normally has to do. Plus the live stream now as well. I feel bad for him. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of work for everyone behind the scenes at PWA and that's it's why we're probably you know we are the best team in in the in the state if not the country at the moment because everyone has so much to do and everyone does it to the best of their ability and puts their heart into it and puts everything into it um it's incredible it's an incredible team to be a part of um you know it, yeah. and it's such a good energy I'm, and your guys who weren't wrestling fans but have come in with you to to do this to help you out with the the filming and everything mm-hmm. Uh, have they been like welcomed? Because I know PWA feels like a bit of a family, right? Even to the extent of the crowd. Like, yeah. I mean, there's obviously going to be concentric circles of how family. Yeah. But did, have they been welcomed in and part of the PWA family? Oh, yeah, for family sure, now? for sure. Um, I mean, you know, you, you saw how emotional everyone everyone was at the end of night two. Um, you know, there was yeah. there was a lot of us. You know, not with not with. <laughs> dry eyes hugging the camera crew and all that sort of stuff it was just they have been they have i mean we definitely are 
you know, camera team and, you know, PWA, but they're all, they're all welcome. They're all always welcomed, you know? And, um, yeah, I, I, I think, um, Bonzer especially looked out for us because we're, you know, we're all there volunteering essentially at our gear, you know? So, Bonds are always says at the you know at the pre show right. meeting if anyone yeah. breaks a camera you're not going to be booked on the next show <laughs> you know what I mean like he's always like he always was <laughs> like if anyone breaks a camera they're dead you know like and all those sorts of things we feel we feel very at home and very um very welcomed because it's sort of um it, it is a family and it yeah. is and you know and it, we are doing an important part as, as much as everyone else is um so it you know it is it is definitely. A beautiful family environment to have, uh, you know, and 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 you know that handshakes go around, the hugs go around. It's, I don't know, it's just really beautiful. It's really really beautiful. And Jordan Jordan's on our team as well. Jordan sits behind the desk with us, um, so he's 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 in you know he's in the yeah, camera team yeah. family as well as the PWA family. So um, you know we're all very you know cross compatible in that way. So there's crossover. There is plenty, plenty. Um, I don't know if you know Merch Girl Sam. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 She, she does the graphics more often than not as well on the stream. So all the nameplates right. and everything that's, that's actually her. She's incredibly good the at that. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 So I, uh, you know, we're all, we're all working at the same thing. JT's done sound a few times. Um, you know, we're all, we're all, you know, cross compatible. <laughs> I mean, I may not get there. I may never and, and, get in the ring. And all but... striving towards the same goal. Yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and that's why Coliseum was such a beautiful moment because it felt like we really nailed that. Um, that's why it's so yeah. emotional. It's beautiful. I loved it. Well, I'm, I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be that voice. I'm gonna be that voice that says it wasn't good enough. You guys can do better. You can get bigger. Mm. Uh, you can- <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't get complacent. No, 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 no way. Please don't get complacent no, there, because it's been amazing, it been, and, and I want it to keep. There growing. is a lot more we can do. There is a lot. There is a few things production-wise as well that we just sort of were like, not this time, next time. Um, so I think you know, mm. there's 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 so much more room to grow. I mean, one day we might even have replays. Who knows? <laughs> you know, like that's a whole another technical tackle to, to you know thing yes. to tackle. So. A whole other box to open. Yeah, who it got, is. I got to ask, who got the Bonza chops for the break their backs and make them rumble stream going down? What happened there? Oh. <laughs> oh, when it went down during the rumble? Was, the, okay, look. That, yeah, there was a few minutes there. There was it was a lot of minutes, actually. Um, no, we, we were very... <laughs> no, we, we act, honestly, honestly, we don't know what happened. Um, even Ovo doesn't know. Um, right. Because we have a we have our streaming output device, um, and that told us that we were live for so long. We, we, it took it took Andrew Rose on commentary to hold up his phone and wave at us, saying we're off. Twitter, we're off. Like, look, I'm reading tweets and we're off. And I'm looking at the box and I'm like, it says we're yeah, on, yeah. and it said we're on for like four minutes. Um, nothing happened, on it, and then it just suddenly went, "You're off now." And like well after we'd actually gone down, so we just yeah. had to restart this thing and we we're fine again. Um, but you know, and over we're like, we've got no idea. Um, we've got no idea. You know, nothing lost power. We were all. It was bizarre. It was honestly a freak thing that we. So, That's um, crazy. So thank the gods that Rose is a modern man and is is uh, <laughs> you know interacting with the fans Jesus. on Twitter as part of the stream, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm a big fan of that. And so it's like yeah. it's, it's a good thing that he is because otherwise you guys might not have even known and and we could have missed the whole thing. No, we wouldn't have. You know, we and then, you know as soon as as soon as he showed us that tweet, you should have seen 
how many headless chickens were running around backstage. Because uh, <laughs> we also we've also got to keep it rolling, and we've got to keep it moving, yeah. like stream wise, because we've got we've got devices that are recording it in 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 this event. Um, so we've got to yeah. not just we can't just not drop the ball. You know, we can't. Oh, sorry, we can't drop no. the ball. Um, but also like he, we've got a he, call he over. was such a pro when it came back as well because he yeah. he handled catching everyone up on what had happened so uh, somehow he managed to still watch the show let you guys know what was going on you guys running around like crazy trying to get it back let him know when it comes back and then he apologizes and lets everyone know who came in that we missed and what big spots we missed yeah uh, he's, like what a fucking pro he's a that gem. dude was in that moment he's an absolute gem that guy um I love him to bits. Yeah. And yeah. And and do you have a question about the badminton as well? I imagine that's the next question. <laughs> do you remember that? Uh, the, the badminton well, was the next question. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um that was that was a real odd one. I all all that happened, Ovo just got their wires crossed and they um they put, you know, for their up for their live broadcast, they put our channel uh they put badminton on our channel. So I like to hope somewhere in the world that badminton was wrestling for like 10 minutes uh, <laughs> because that's what it sounded like it happened. And there's badminton fans just being like, what yeah, is going I think on? the first entrance was Silvio in that group. So it was particularly sparky and glamorous. Um, so it was a great way to sort of click yeah. onto the wrong channel. Uh, yeah, I remember, I remember opening my phone. Just to check because I sort of, while I'm running everything, I get my phone out, jump on over, just make sure we're all good. And I'm like, <laughs> we're some sort of tennis right now. I might give him a text. You know? <laughs> and then I'm like, and then I got on the radio and I'm like, JT, get over here, oh, get man. on Twitter. We got something to fix. <laughs> and no, I'll tell you what, no, that- it cut back to the show. It cut mm. back to the show just as the badminton match was really heating up too. And, oh. and so, uh, like, uh, the, the, those two Aussies that were the, the team that were representing Australia, they, they were doing pretty well. They need to get booked. It, <laughs> it's got to happen. It's got to happen. I mean, I've already pitched, I've already pitched a show um, starting with badminton before a match. I think that's, um, that's only a logical <laughs> progression. Uh, Should have had badminton at the fan fest. Oh, 100%. That would have been such a good nod, actually. What a missed opportunity. With the with the with the Ovo play crew with, with the Ovo. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, well, I think I think um, we should get camera merch and have and have badminton bats on the back of them. You know, that'd be great fun. Come play, <laughs> come play badminton <laughs> with Ovo. That's so funny. I love that. Uh, but but yeah, no, you guys are doing a fantastic job, man, Thank and I, and I'm a big fan. And obviously, you know, there's there's more to learn and there's more to grow and and more to mm. do. Uh, but. So don't don't rest with the fact that you're the best uh, pro wrestling production in Australia. <laughs> Absolutely not. That, I want you to be the best pro wrestling production oh, in the world. Our, we have our sights know? on that. You know, as soon as we're better than OTT, <laughs> that's that's when we have a that's when we have a good yeah. night's sleep. I reckon. <laughs> um, well, I mean, look, I I think you're there. To be honest, I think it's on par. Oh, thank you. Really, OTT that's... aren't live streaming. Oh, really? That's exciting. I didn't even know that. No, oh, like, that's right, I mean, of course. Their promos, they're, yeah, mm. their promos, obviously, you know, that's they set a benchmark for promos that I feel like you guys have matched. Mm. But if you look at them overall as a promotion, uh, you know, PWA are, are way ahead of the game, man. You guys are leading shit. Oh, thank Keeping you. down doors. I love it. Oh, no, I appreciate that. That's really exciting, man. That's good. That's good because, you know, we... We pour, we pour our hearts and souls and our, our, you know, life hours into this stuff and it's just good. 
it, it makes it all worth it when the fans engage and when they um you know when, when we can do stuff like where we can give pwa live to other people around the you know all around the world and around the state and around the country um just that's why we do it is just so that we can say hey you know here's our product yeah. here's how much we believe in it and we're so happy that people can have the opportunity to tune in um you know like i remember i remember listening it was the it was the first Max Watts show we did, and you I think you guys did a review of it the night of uh, All Eyes on Troy, and I remember yep. listening to that driving home because you guys released yep. it straight away, and I'm like, this is that was my goal. We we watched the show, and I was I I, I messaged uh, my my co-host who was just like, hey man, do you want to just do it now instead of doing it tomorrow? Like, because I'm really hyped up. That show was amazing. Let's try to get it recorded and quickly edited and released before uh before the rings packed That's down amazing. and everyone's driving home let's let's try to do it and it was like a little goal i set for myself that no, night it's yeah that was really good it. because it's just sort of like that was the benchmark at the time to try and be good for you know try and be our best at that time mm. for the max watch show and to drive home hearing that was really really lovely and just to be like you know we made fans happy you know we actually did well here you know it is it is really because just so much happens and so many little yeah. things go wrong um, on these shows, you know, some of which don't get translated to stream. Some of them do, you know, things falling apart backstage gear wise, you know, a monitor cuts out, a camera cuts out, um, those sorts of things because, you know, some small power. I think I think we had um, at uh, the Hot Dogs and hands, Handshakes show, we had a fan lean on the extension cable that was powering three of our cameras and our sound desk and it came out. And mm. so right before we came back from an ad, we just lost everything. I've never moved that fast <laughs> wow. in my life. I was like crawling under the ring, trying to following an extension cable, trying to figure <laughs> out, you know, it was sparking and everything. Um, they had no idea that they'd done it as well. They'd sort of leaned up against the wall and it had half yeah. come out. But, you know, those sorts of things, you know, it just, it just, it's just good to hear when, you know, mm. naturally as perfectionists in the, in, you know, in film and creating things um, when, you know, that's, that's all you focus on is all the things that went wrong, but then to come out of it and hear everyone go, you know, that was great. That was really nice. I really enjoyed that. It yeah, just means the world. Yeah. Look, I, I know we're going a bit longer than I'd initially pitched to you that we'd go, but I, I've got two more things that I want to ask you. Uh, Not a problem. The, the first one I want to ask you, when it comes to, you know, obviously you're a fan as well. And so you're paying attention to, to what's happening and who's who's up and coming and all that sort of stuff who are you looking at you know from the directorial position of, of doing promos and things like you've done with maddie like you've done with fudge like you've done with ricky who are you looking at going i can't wait to do something real creative with that person oh ah, uh, i mean and like as excluding as people you've already done so people like yeah no, excluding people you've done. So you can't say Lucci, you can't say Lux, you can't say Ricky, you can't say like someone someone you haven't done something yet with that you're like, I think that person has something in them. Sam Osborne. I haven't done one with Sam Osborne and I really want to do one with Sam Osborne. I don't think, unless I'm forgetting. No, I definitely haven't. I definitely haven't. Um Yeah. Look, his his Sam touch Os- in the documentary, I don't know I don't know whose idea it was, but his touch of having a driver. I yes. was like, I can't wait to see more of these. I can't um, wait to see more of these, man. No, same. No, Sam. <laughs> Sam Osborne is, um, he's got something about the way he conducts himself and the way that he speaks, um, and it was, and, and just the way that he 
just the way he looks at other people. I just, it's it's all these little things. And I noticed it because the, the last show I ever attended was the show before, I think it was Kelly Gang had their PWA debut. That was the last show I attended right. before, before I never watched a PWA show again, which I kind of miss, by the way, uh, <laughs> because I've been doing live streams. <laughs> it's good when I did promos because I could still attend the shows. Um, but yeah, he came out and he just like went off at the crowd and he was all fired up. And I'm just like, this guy has just got something about him that has such an extreme unmatched energy um, where he can just be so aggressive in the way that he is in the ring, but also so calm, collected and manipulative and um, arrogant at the same time. Like when he's, when he's outside of the yeah. ring, he can be so calm and collected Um which shows me so much range. And I think that there's just so much potential there. Yeah, definitely. Have you worked with Jess yet? Troy? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And she's, she, uh, she was going to be my second pick actually. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause she's, she's, she does creepy so well. Like she creeps me out. I'm scared of she her. She does it really, really well. <laughs> oh, you know, she, she does it really, really well. And I think um, she's really starting to, you know, absolutely smash the promo game, um, which is why I'd be really keen to work with her as well. Um, just because she's got such a, she's got such a, I don't know. I, I She reminds me of an animal and I can't quite think of which one it is. <laughs> I don't know why. There's something, there's something that is, there's something of the animal kingdom to, to destroy. Um, that's the, that's that the sound bite. So that's fierce. the box quote right there. <laughs> she reminds me of an animal. There, I'm not quite sure which one it is. <laughs> I, I think I think um almost like you know, like a big cat, I guess. You know, she yeah. is you wanna you wanna, you know, very, very sort of you wanna give it a pat, but you know it's gonna rip your arm off, you know, like if you touch it. You know, so yeah. it's like one of those things where I think um she has she carries so much danger with her um that is See, to me, that sounds like a hippo <laughs> yeah i think i right? think it'd be um that'd be a dangerous thing to call someone a hippo but no <laughs> but i'm not saying she i'm not saying she looks like a hippo i'm saying she like, no, in no, terms no. of the deceptive yeah the deceptive nature the deceptive quality. of the creature because yeah, yeah, because she is. She comes out with the balloons and and she yes. pulls the hair and you know all oh, the stuff that she does. And then she will kill you. She will kill you. Like she will straight up murder yeah, she you. She will. I know. And that's what that's what's terrifying. Is she um she enjoys it. <laughs> she actually enjoys it. So that. Um. Uh, so yeah, I'd say that's that. great. I'd say that. But yeah, no, those those are the, probably the two that I haven't. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So, like, I consider you guys like when I do the you know bit that I'm going to record after this, and when I edit this all together, people will hear me say it a few times: the unsung heroes, right? Uh, the the things that you guys do with oh. the creating the promos and with the editing and with the live streaming, uh, you guys are the unsung heroes of something like a PWA production. And I I look at wrestling. Thank you. And and see it like any other TV show. I'm weird like that, right? Like I went like mm. Lucha Underground, I loved, you know, because I yeah, want yeah. my wrestling to be TV in a way. I also want yes. it to feel real. No, totally it's weird. Understand. It's very contradictory, but I like it as TV. Mm. And and so I'm like, wrestling should have more credits. Like, cause I want to, I want to look at WWE 
and yeah. know which rider to be pissed off at. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I want to yeah. look yeah. at a PWA yeah, yeah. promo and know exactly who deserves the applause and praise. And and mm. how do you feel about that? About um, Because you are, you, you kind of fly under the radar. People don't know your name, but you're so integral to the whole production. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I mean... Yeah, I guess I guess it is. You know, where I where I really feel like people need to know who we are. I I, I do put the name out there, like like the Maddie Docker and like the live streams when I can, um, and like New Japan as well. But I just I think that my job is more important to stay invisible because knowing knowing that it's a facade and reminding people of that at the end of a great promo, I feel like would do more damage than good. Um, because you know, all, all people have mm. to know is that it's the PWA crew because that's who I, that's what, that's, that's what I am. I'm the PWA crew, whether it's me or Jax or any of my camera crew, that's who we are. Um, and, you know, and people right. know who I am now. And then people who need yeah. to know. Yeah, do. That's, and people who need to know because they want to hire you or anything, they'll find a way to find and, out. Like I found out. Who yeah. hundred percent. Um, when I wanted to talk oh, to 100%. you. So. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. that's it. Is it, you know? wrestlers talk and and if they're happy with my product it just takes one person to go oh who did you promo and then they say and then i do it for you know it it doesn't stop me from getting work and i feel like the fan engagement is more important than me getting my name out there at this stage because it hasn't stopped any sort of employment in any regard um the fan emergency is, is that that's why i do it and that's what's more important um because, you know, yeah. something like the Matty Docker where yeah. that was more, that wasn't even for me really. It was the fact that I had other crew who deserved credit were helping me with that project. And I thought that, you know, it would yeah. look weird if I just thanked the sound recordist instead of everyone else. Um, and same with the New Japan. You know, New Japan's a different crowd, so I should put my name on that. Um, you know, but it's sort of like mm. it just it just takes someone to message PWA and say, hey, look, your promos are great. Who did them? Rather than me trying to... Um, put directed by, written by, edited by, shot by Ben, you know, on everything because it just, it'll, it'll take away from, yeah. you know, the emotion of that promo, I reckon. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> I've, done, I've, I've done, I've done credit. Right. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. I'm just, I'm just a big fan of like, of people, uh, you know, people getting the, the credit that they deserve and like people, but there are, there's often in, in wrestling as well. There's, there's people who like, we don't even know their names and they're so integral to like, like merch girl, Sam, like people don't give merch girl, Sam the level of credit that she deserves for the things that she does, you know, um, it's, or even JT, like JT gets a bit more credit. He does. And he deserves (laughs) all of it. He's um, probably not as much as he deserves. He's, um, he's, I don't know. He's the, he's the hardworking dad of the group, (laughs) I guess um he's he's making sure everyone's okay and you know he's an absolute sweetheart as well same with jordan same with jordan doesn't get anywhere near the credit he deserves for his filmmaking nor nor does my you know my camera crew people don't know who my camera crew are um and they all deserve the credit so much same with my sound guy i say camera crew i include aiden in that group but sound is something that often gets forgotten that is you know now that we can have such great potential on the OVO streams with the sound, people deserve to know who he is because he has been working hard and been limited by the tech, and now he can really have some fun with the way that these shows sound. You know, all the, all these people make it all come together. You know, um, there are so many people. Even even um, some of the guys that uh, you know, every everyone who runs the music at the shows and the screens and the videos, they're part of the stream now. You know, I think it's Thomas and Thomas and Susie. 
Uh, yeah. They're rookies who are now, the, the rookies who yeah. are doing cable managing, we would have our camera people tripping over them if they weren't doing what they were doing, um, you know, tripping over the cables and everything. Um, it's not possible, you know, it's not possible without the rookies helping out. It's it's everyone. Without these people, we would just be the, we would be an absolute, bump, yeah. it would be the bumpiest of bumpy roads <laughs> and barely a watchable product, I think. Mm. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah well i'm glad you guys are doing what you're doing thank you so much for coming on the show man and for for, for talking to me about it because it's good to get you know the the perspective of someone who's you know on that other side who's in the business but but on the you know on on the other side doing things that aren't just getting in the ring and, and telling the stories there but still helping those stories be told and seen by you're potentially millions. Oh, thank you. So thank you so much for what you do. Where can people find you online if they want to interact with you? Uh, wherever oh, your public wow. profiles are. Uh, I've got at director underscore Ben on Twitter. I feel like I should maybe change that to something weird related after this last couple of weeks. Uh, but I've got ben that. I've got a, ben, yeah, I should. I should do that. No, but it's, uh, yeah, it's at director underscore Ben <laughs> on Twitter. I've got benandersonfilms.com um, if you want to see what I've done. Um, yeah, and uh, the the you know I've got my um my camera crew's also up there. They've got a bunch of names out there. Um, they've got at Josh Lur is one of them, <laughs> which is my switcher Josh Lee. Um, <laughs> I've got Bando Wolf uh, at at Bando Wolf, which is Aiden, our sound recordist. I've got at Tamatia Kohu, um, who's one of our camera operators at Ali Margaret underscore at Elijah Mc, underscore Makio. These are all of our camera people. And at Nick Ray. Nick Ray doesn't get the credit he deserves either. He's um, our B-roll guy who gets all the cool slow-mo wrestling stuff that we use in promos. He's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. Right. Yeah, no, I, 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 saw, I saw him. I saw some stuff from, from Twitter. Uh, people were putting him over after. Oh, he's amazing. He's an absolute darling. I love him so much. <laughs> and he's so good at what he does. And he works at Channel 10 <laughs> as well. He gives up his time, you know. Great guy, but yeah. Oh right, so he was behind the the uh, ten play bit that came out, right? Yes, yes, that's him. That's all. Yeah, him. yeah, um, yeah. Amazing. So he someone um, else for me to talk to in the future, I think. Absolutely, definitely get Nick Ray on. He was also flown out for um to interview the Iconics and did a bunch of stuff on SmackDown. Um, that all that Channel Ten stuff in um on SmackDown. Nice. I don't know if you saw it. That was all him. So he's he's definitely done a few things and been around for a while. Um, behind the scenes. Awesome. All right. Thanks a lot for coming on the show, man. No, no worries. Thank you for having me. All right. So there you have it. Ben Anderson, one of the many, many unsung heroes that goes into making PWA the production that it is, the promotion that we love. It's not just the guys and girls who get into the ring. Uh, I know we do focus on them a lot, but it's, it's not just them. It's a whole team. It's a whole family of people, not just for PWA for all the promotions, for Riot City Wrestling. Riot City Wrestling, I know they've got you know, their whole video team. They're starting to do live streaming and stuff as well, and, and they're putting out a lot more promos, and their social media team are picking up as new people are gravitating towards it as Australian wrestling continues to grow. You know, Riot City Wrestling are one that are growing. You know, uh, Pro Wrestling League put out some pretty pretty dope videos. EPW, like all of these promotions, that you, MCW, of course. I don't know why it took me so long to mention MCW. All of these promotions that you know and love, they have entire teams of people whose names you probably don't even know, who work often for peanuts, you know, they're working tirelessly, they're volunteering in a lot of situations to make sure that you get a smooth, 
flawless production. Uh, Todd Eastman of Wrestle Radio Australia told me that the running of a wrestling show is a lot like a duck swimming. On the surface, everything looks smooth. You you're, you come to the show, you sit there for three hours, and you stare at that ring, and you watch what's happening. And, and on the surface, everything looks smooth. But underwater, those feet are kicking. Those feet are kicking, and it's hectic, and it's crazy, trying to stay above water. And uh, Ben's one of the guys for PWA. But there's a, a whole bunch of people across the country whose names we don't know who are working, you know, every day, uh, often while working other jobs, working, you know, nine to fives and all that stuff, just like we do in our real lives, uh, to to make Australian wrestling the best wrestling in the world, which I truly believe it is. And, you know, hats off to them. Hats off to each and every one of them. Uh, we may not know your names, but we appreciate the things that you do uh, to make sure that we as fans get to see top-notch productions uh, when we go out to our local graps. And uh, if you want to go out to local graps this weekend, I don't have anything for you, unfortunately. I know there are shows happening. I know uh, NHPW have a show over in Perth. I know that because Mysterious is working it and uh, he can't record the flagship at the time I wanted to record the flagship, but that's that's a discussion for off mic. Anyway, it's there's shows happening. There are shows happening all across the, the country. Uh, ACW have Eminence this weekend. Richie Taylor challenging against Adam Brooks for the the ACW heavyweight title uh you know a whole got a whole bunch of matches announced for that so head to the Facebook pages for your local promotions to check out what's happening near you uh because I don't have any notes because I've been recovering from the wrestling hangover catching up with my family and all that sort of stuff and I kind of needed to rush this episode out because I have my daughter's transition day for going from kindergarten to reception tomorrow. So I kind of have to get this done. So I didn't have the time to do all the research. I do apologize. But next week, I'll be back to form. Uh, If you like this Aussie Grappler interview and other Aussie Grappler interviews, please check out On the Turnbuckle. Please check out um, Wrestle Radio Australia. Please check out Conco and the Fudge. uh, The Show With No Name. There's, I'm, I'm starting to lose track of how many Aussie wrestling podcasts there are. I listen to all of them, but, you know, definitely check out the other Aussie Grappler podcasts as well. And, uh, you know, if you want to follow me on social media and tell me how awful this this specific outro was, feel free to do it. I am at Greg Unchained on Twitter and Stationhead. I am at the Greg Unchained on Instagram. We collectively are the B Plus Wrestle on Twitter because wrestling wouldn't fit the B Plus Wrestling everywhere else. Like, share, subscribe, five-star review if you like what we do. And thank you so much for listening. 